Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Unafeared, 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 here and declare your independence of me, you understand, cocky, and total power, Arizona, oh, we're, oh, we're, and we're, and we're worried, you know, what are we worried about, you know, what are we worried about, you know, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, the new administration, if they even come in, I'm not willing to give up on, uh, you know, what the outcome might be. I'm just hoping they get exposed. You know, my thing is, I don't want Trump to just stop. You know, do it, man. Fight it till the freaking bitter end. You know, oh, but he's a sore loser. I go, yeah, so what? You know, you go down fighting, you know, even if you're going to lose. But now and again, you might, and it sets a good example, and we find some stuff. You know, so I, I'm, I'm like, you go, guy. Go get some. And uh, so I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Of course, they want him to capitulate. And then they got... You know, Putin's going, eh, I ain't picking yet. <laughs> you guys, when you guys figure it out, let me know. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm going, uh, I'm more worried about um, who's up there. It's they, them, those still in charge, and they're going to take all our goodies. Well, one of the things that we've been promoting, Tim Pachote, the yeah, yeah, alternative way of being able to look at Opportunities. I mean, he's, I don't need a babysitter, but I need somebody, a professional that knows how to allow me different options. And those that are older, maybe, you know, know more, wiser, or seen these cycles before, or so on. Look, man, I just, you give me, I know some people need to be babysat, but some people just need options. You know, where I can move this, how I can do that, where I can go, you know, I'll take care of it. You just, you work for me. I don't work for you. You work for me. Okay, I want to know where I can put this, that, and get advice, and then I make the decision. And the thing for me is, and I want to talk to Tim about, is that it's getting to where if you got it, they want it. And I'm going, how are they going to get it, and how can you put it to where they don't have it? And the only way I know how to do that is um, it's buried over here and none of your business. So how do we do that? Well, you want to, yeah, but you can take advantage of the blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, I don't want them, I won't be in a position they take advantage of me. I mean, I, you know, we're getting to that point. So this is, uh, you know, the, the first question to Tim. Tim Pachote, Liberty Advisor, libertyadvisor.com. And we go, all right, Tim, what's going on out in the market there? How, how are you doing your clients and your setup? And you got, you know, great stories to tell? Or are you scared or what? Tell us everything. Go. Well, good morning, everybody, and I guess it's quite the introduction of Tell Us Everything, and, and it depends on which markets we've got. You know, all the markets are going crazy. We've got the stock market, the Dow Jones that hit 30,000 yesterday, first time ever off the backs of Trump sort of conceding, but not really. I mean, he had that whole, uh, that's a whole other, uh, you know, rabbit hole going down that 
going down that, that whole mess. But yeah, it's all it's all the same stuff that you've talked about for years in terms of fraction magic and stuff now the general public's just finding out about. But that's a whole nother, you know, show that we could do just on that subject alone. But now the market is at the Dow Jones at basically an all time high right now or it was yesterday. It's down a little bit today. You've got the crypto markets knocking on twenty thousand. So hit, you know, Bitcoin about to hit, you know, an all time high as well or, or damn near it. But for the people that got in early, I mean I also want to, you know, pimp and, and uh, promote the fact that we do have those different Bitcoin trust strategies for people that are trying to get some of their wealth into the real world. But you know, you'd asked during the break, you know, what should people be doing? And it really just depends where they're at in life, you know, how much money they already have or wealth they already have, you know, how old they are, what their risk tolerance is. I mean, if someone doesn't know anything about Bitcoin, I don't think they should be going whole hog into Bitcoin if they know nothing about it. I mean, I think no matter what you do, you should especially at 20. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially, you know, at an all time high, which is what, you know, a lot of people end up doing or what they did three years ago. And, and, you know, it depends, uh, you know, are you someone that has, you know, a million dollars or two million dollars? You know, how much are you spending? Are you below your means? Are you living above your means? I mean, that's going to sort of also determine what, what you're up to. And I did give a presentation two years ago at Anarchapoco uh, called, where I entitled it Crisis Retiring on different strategies people could use to uh, basically weather this storm because there's a lot because a lot of these timelines can take a lot longer than what we would think because you know obviously myself and your audience and and you and bob i mean all this stuff has been so messed up for so long i mean since before i was even born that you know you told somebody like ron paul in you know 1971 that it'd be 2020 and all of the crazy stuff that's going on and yet the dollar hasn't collapsed yet everyone probably would have thought you had you know three heads or something and so you know, never underestimate how long this stuff takes, but it does seem like they are gearing up for a great reset, and they'd rather have, and the last thing they want to have is a reset underneath Trump, which is why they had to steal the election. And, and as somebody that wrote in Kanye West and doesn't really care uh, and thinks the whole thing is just a charade anyways, uh, it, it it was obvious that they did not want to have a reset underneath Trump. And, and for me, I mean, the worst thing in the world would having it underneath Hillary Except, you know, we've basically squandered the first, say we, but, you know, the first two years of Trump's presidency completely squandered when the Republicans controlled everything and everyone was taking victory laps for getting out of the TPP and victory laps for getting out of, uh, you know, all these different, uh, you know, climate agreements and, and whatnot and they in NAFTA. But at the end of the day, I mean, Biden, if he ends up getting in there, is just going to undo everything in two seconds. And now all we did underneath Trump was double the size of the Fed, you know, massively increased deficit, you know, basically be less free than we've ever been in our lifetimes and you know everybody was just you know riding around in their 90 mile long uh you know trump parades going around phoenix you know circle jerking each other off and my entire thing was listen guys if they control the voting machines all they need to do is rig five or six different states and even even from that they just need to rig five or six different counties and last night i listened to and this was amazing and i, I want to get him on is and this is you know a guy that you're friends with and know well is i listened to an interview with patrick byrne last night and he was going deep i don't know have you paid attention to what he's been saying the past week or two about all the election fraud stuff um we put it up on freemus phoenix um, I've been not bugging him. I check his deep uh, capture site every day, waiting for him to pop up. And I've been sitting there going, you know, I need to write an article waiting for Patrick Byrne, okay? Yeah. I knew that when he comes out, it's going to be, you know, all right, here we go. Because he's got a lot of, you know, uh, platforms and different things that he's doing for the next America. <laughs> I mean, this is, he understands what's going on. And uh, 
so yes, I've seen what he did. He did some data analysis to where to him it's obvious that the the election was screwed with, and uh, and to anybody else that's got a couple of brain cells. So um, I'm thinking I want to get him on, but I got to be where I know I'm going to be in a place that I got good internet. You know, yeah. I am just not going to have him suffer through all the crap that we're going through. But the um, I want to I certainly come, get him come on. To my place. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We can do something up there. I can have him come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Then maybe we could do a do a twofer, then do a you know do something for World Eternal Media after that because yeah he, because he was just on fire just going through all the analysis and going through it. But anyways, it's all stuff you know your audience basically already knows if if they've been paying attention to the fraud stuff, stuff that you've been covering for years. Maybe not stuff that Dr. Frank knows because it seems like he was caught flat-footed on this whole thing in terms of uh, you know what the deep state was going to do and how. Uh, you know, no one could have saw this coming, even though my Anarchapoco speech listed six different states that were probably going to be stolen and the reasons why they'd be stolen. Oh, no, I've been Dr. Frank. I've been Dr. Frank, and this is it. You know, I got a, 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 an old business partner, a good friend of mine, is an attorney in Glendale, and uh, we met at church uh, back in late 80s, so we've been friends for a long time. He used to be a city councilman in Glendale, and uh, he's all in, you know, the Fiesta Bowl Patreon, blah, 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 big law firm of buddies and everything. And he wanted to know what's going to happen this election. I go, it's going to be overwhelming for Trump on election night, and then they're going to steal it. Well, he's like, damn, you're always right. And I'm going, you know, it, 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 it's so freaking obvious. You know, well, that's what's going on. So we'll see. But I, we'll get back to, you know, economics when we come back with yep. Tim Pachu. Market today is one of frustration when you. Yeah, yeah, we can't do the video. See, that's why I don't want to do uh, a lot of the guys. I got a lot of crypto guys. I want to, you know, it's it's the love bus is it's rare that we're in some place that has good internet because all our friends are out in the desert, up in the woods, up in the farm, out in the mountains, you know, and uh, you know that's where we've been going and you know hanging out. We go into town or something like that, then you're either paying for a bunch of stuff or you. Doesn't really matter anyway. Everything sucks, and we have really had a lot of internet problems that we didn't used to have a few months ago. You know, it's just really cutting out. It's got bad service, or they're going after something going on. I'm thinking they're they're setting the internet up to like limit what people can do on it. <laughs> oh, they want you on their freaking you know fiber optic grid of you know here you got really good matrix plug in your head, but you're not inside the town. You don't get a good matrix plug. And I'm wondering where Starlink's coming in on this, you know, because it's really, you know, uh, doing well, which means that eh, they can't have that. I mean, you know, they got to do something. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But, um, yeah, Patrick Byrne, I, I'm glad he's – my biggest thing was I'm glad he's okay. You know, his health was kind of whatever. He's going out to – you know, I'll be back later. And the fact that he decided to come up and uh, have something to say, I'm like, all right. So he's doing well and he looked good. So I'm just, you know, but um, so what does he say we should be doing about it, Tim? Uh, I don't know exactly if he, if he got to what we should be doing about it because it was just a 30-minute interview and, you know, he was on to the next one and had to kind of leave abruptly. But, uh, you know, I think at this point it's just uh, letting people know what's going on because, you know, if you don't know what's going on, then you can't, you know, fix what's going on. And I think that essentially he – views that if 
this something has not changed or done this go around and it's the end of our democracy which you know you and i would pretty much already argue that it's already over with so uh but you know he, he seemed like he was still holding on to the americana and the patriot and the constitutional type stuff and that he would using his resources and funding a team of people to basically you know open and shut case closed that this was voter fraud and, and now he just has to have it play out in the i guess court system except you know good luck in the court system because and i think part of it was like hey go donate a few bucks to sydney powell and I think that was sort of like the sort of like the solution. And I think that he was saying that Sidney Powell was sort of distanced from the Trump team. So then that way she could do more stuff on her own that isn't associated with Trump, sort of like how you don't want to be associated with necessarily like Jacob Hornberg or part of Ron Paul's campaign because you're more dangerous on the outside, sort of like a Roger Stone, more dangerous from the outside than being a part of one of these official organizations was at least what I was picking up from that. Yeah, that's well, if you know, when Trump comes out, you know, even if he goes another term, you know, he's going to be way more dangerous then. And uh, especially having been inside, you know, I mean, how much credibility does a I've been living in the White House for four years guy have? You know, it's like, uh, I think I know what's going on, man. I mean, damn. And that's one thing that he was saying. He goes, um, the. Military industrial complex of Pentagon and the CIA run foreign policy. You know, that's what's happening. She wants to sit up. Well, I mean, then, then he's gone ahead and increased the military budget and increased the amount of bombs that are dropped while somehow maintaining the semblance of I'm trying to pull us out of wars, even though I mean, he hasn't started any new ones. So I'll give him credit for that. But, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it's been more talk than actual substance and all the really good things he did, like pulling out a TPP. Yeah, that was supposed to be done. So I don't I'm not going to, you know. All these, I think a lot of people are just satisfied with mediocrity, and now we're. You know, it was really that was first two years years to back. FM. To be a part of the show, call 602 264 2800. 602 264 2800. And now, Ernest Hancock. And Tim Pachot and Robert Anderson sitting in. We got uh, Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor.com. Liberty is it the Liberty Advisor or Liberty Advisor? I think it's yep. the Liberty Advisor, right? Okay. Yeah, it's the because some like mortgage company had the other one. So all those scumbags. All right, uh, thelibertyadvisor.com. Now this is um, we got several things to talk about, but I wanted to bring up Patrick Byrne. Patrick Byrne is uh, uh, we've been having him on the show regularly over the years since God oh nine ten or something when he was going up against this naked short selling thing and and uh, understanding how we're screwed we really are, but from a different direction. It wasn't like he was politically involved, philosophically in with these guys and what they were doing and so on. It's how it actually affected his stock on overstock. And he goes, look, man, I can see what the hell is it? So he's a smart Stanford, I you know remember all my algebra guy. And he goes in, he's like, I can see what you're, you sons of bitches. So then he created... T0, which is the transaction immediately settles. It doesn't have this three-day, one-day kind of, you know, naked shorts on crap that they're doing. So he goes, boom. He releases that on the NASDAQ. He puts uh, his own stock into there. His company works it kind of, and it's off and going. But he understood what was going to happen with crypto. He understood what they're going to do with the stock market. He understands how this is all going to unravel. And he was... uh, I don't know if he's openly supportive of Trump, but certainly, you know, going after the bad guys. So when this uh, 
election fraud happened, he was like, man, it is so neon flashing obvious that anybody knows how to use a calculator or has a brain that doesn't need one. So he's been out coming out, and I've been talking about it on the show here recently. I'm going, you know, I'm waiting for – I was, I'm sitting here wanting to write an article waiting for Patrick Byrne because I know when he comes out, when he comes out and he goes, you feel me now? Does everybody see what's going on? When he does that, it's time. And until then, hey, man, I'm surfing. You know, I'm just chilling. There ain't nothing for me to do. You know, so he's out getting ready for the, you know – a 2.0 humanity or whatever, a 3.0 internet 3.0 kiss my butt. So this is Patrick will be a prominent individual in the future, but he already is behind the scenes more than people realize. I know this. So I'm going, okay. So when he came out on the selection fraud thing, is it he wants like Trump to win or fix? No, I don't think so. I don't think he cares. I think he'd nope. rather Trump be out and let's go kick ass. His point is, is the legitimacy of the system. That's where it needs to go. That's why I don't think people understand, you know, what he's doing. But I do. And I'm going, yep, here we go. They don't underestimate the fact that a lot of the people, they don't want to know what the story is. They want to put their head in the sand and and just pretend it's all going to be good. And they don't, you know. So I didn't watch. You mentioned the a lot about Maricopa County. He spent a long time in that podcast listening to talking about Maricopa County and yep. all the irregularities and all the BS that was going on. And so I'm wondering what a guy like John Brakey, who is obviously leaning a lot more liberal, who's into all this stuff. I'm sure he's probably like, oh, hey, let's fix it next time because the good guy is Biden won. Uh, but it seemed like basically uh, what's his name? Patrick Byrne was at the stance of, listen, the Democrats are the party of the goons. Those are obviously the bad guys. I'm not really a Trump fan, but, you know, he is the president now, and I would be doing this if they did it to Obama, and I'd be doing it if they did right. it the other way around. And, you know, he just wants honesty in elections, even though you and I and everyone listening, most people listening, know that uh, basically political solutions or voting harder is pretty much useless. Yeah, how, how did your voting harder work out for you this time? So, I mean, it should have been day one. Trump should have been on this four years ago. But, you know, everyone's trusting the plan and QAnon. And there's still people out there who think this is part of the plan. Like uh, Bob Stanley actually thinks that this was all part of the plan to catch the Democrats and that, we, and that you know, Trump intended to actually lose, but then really, you know, win through the courts so that way we can prove just how bad everybody is. I'm like, come on, you know, that's, you know, give me a break. I mean, these guys had no idea this stuff was coming. I mean, they were focused on mail-in voter fraud. They were not focused on the machines, not focused on fraction magic. Guys like... Uh, you know who's who's the uh, the Indian uh, senator guy Shiva. You know he wasn't focused on it until he, until he was and got screwed by it. And so you know it's just like how many times do we have to mention this stuff and how many times do the kooks over here need to be proven right to have people finally take us seriously? And I guess you know maybe getting back to some of the the economic stuff because we had you know asked you know what this really means for the future. I, actually, I went out and bought some silver the other day from uh, Roberts and Roberts. Uh, which is, you know, one of your guys, if you guys go to freedomsphoenix.com, you can find that, I believe, in the upper left-hand corner, yeah. the link to their site. And, uh, you know, yeah, in the future, I mean, I think things like, obviously, gold and silver and crypto would be good places. But, you know, it depends on what people's knowledge of this is. I mean, if someone's 65 years old and has never been in gold or silver or crypto before, you know, that they probably shouldn't have gigantic percentages in it, you know, especially, you know, on the crypto side of things where we're at now. Although, you know, I, I am, I mean, don't 
I mean, this is not investment advice, but I think someday I think Bitcoin will be a hundred thousand. But you know, I think it will probably be so. you know, seven thousand too <laughs> at some point too. So well, you know, then, that, it doesn't matter when you know loaves of bread cost a hundred thousand. Yeah, mean, well, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> going to be well by the time the loaves of bread cost a hundred thousand, the Bitcoin will probably be into the millions. But but it's not going to matter because it's going to go to infinity when eventually it collapses. But they're going to try to collapse it into you know some sort of global. SDR, but I mean, you'll have a United States dollar, but it'll be wrapped up into some sort of transnational currency. I think it's going to happen within it's like, years. I, I don't think it's going to be very long, and you're going to see they're going to start uh, going to this one-world cryptocurrency. I think you'll see it within. I think you'll see it within the first hundred days of the Biden administration. I mean, that would be aggressive, but yeah, I do. But yeah, whether it's 100 days or whether it's two years or five years, it's still right around the corner. And I mean, you've got all the heads of all the central banks talking about this. And yeah. They call it CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. You've got Jerome Powell talking about the Fed. You've got the Bank of International Settlements talking about it. You've got the Bank of Japan talking about it. The ECB looks like they're just moving ahead super fast on this. China already sort of already has it already ready to go and already is sort of like test beta in their program and how they got people to opt into one of these programs was they had some raffle in Shenzhen where they people could win the chance to win like 30 bucks and so they had I think 2 million people sign up to win $30 and uh, for a chance to win $30 and they got 2 million people to sign up and now uh, you know and so that's one way to gamify it and they're, and they're going to they need to figure out how to get people to opt in and so you just make everybody get really poor you bankrupt them and then you hold some money over their head and then they're basically forced to then take the money which is going to be the mark of the beast and then they're going to say oh you didn't get your vaccine sorry then you don't get your digital uh dollars this month you don't get your universal basic income and i think the initial plan uh going back to probably 2013 2014 was probably to start a war with russia and then to say hey listen this whole monetary collapse was because of these damn ruskies and if it wasn't for this war everything was going fine and then you know with trump getting elected it definitely uh, I think altered their 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 playbook, and so they had to call an audible on this whole thing, and they couldn't get the Russia you know hysteria cranked up enough, and they couldn't get a war with China going. So now uh, you know whatever plan they're on now was to have a pandemic, and then use the pandemic to be the cover to say, hey, hey, you know everything was going great until this whole uh, you know pandemic that nobody could have seen except for you know Bill Gates who was you know warning about it right ahead of time and having conferences on it. But you know besides that. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for this pandemic, it's, oh, don't, you know, it's not the fact that the, our money was based on debt and it was unsustainable from day one. It can never be repaid from day one. And they're going to blame it on, uh, you know, the pandemic when it, it, this was going to happen regardless. And they just need a, an excuse because the general public is too stupid. Uh, and if you're offended by that, then all right, well, then stop listening to me because the general public is, is way too dumb has been dumbed down to the indoctrinated school system, which is one good thing that, you know, I guess less people are going to school now these days. And, you know, they've been calcified. Their pineal glands have been calcified. They've been taking all these different drugs to make them stupid. And now we've got a dumbed down, brainwashed population that is basically running and sprinting towards this global technocracy. And it's right on our doorsteps. And, uh, and all these MAGA people who are just, you know, pounding their chests about how much they were winning all day long. You guys have absolutely led us astray because now what do we what do we have the show for Trump being in office? We've got, you know, this, oh, thank you for the police state. That's even worse than it was before. And, and, and I couldn't be more pissed about, you know, what Trump 
went in there and did. Yeah, is he making fun of the media and calling out lots of things? He's transformational and all these other feel-good things Dr. Frank talks about, likes to talk about. Yeah, that's all great. But are my kids and future grandchildren any less enslaved? No, they're more enslaved, which is why I'm the, I wasn't sitting over here resting my laurels. I know a lot of you listening weren't resting on your laurels. And, uh, you know, Frank was up here doing his 22 reasons why Trump was going to was going to win. And I was like, hey, I'll give you the one reason he's going to lose the voting machines. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, and I don't care whatever you have to say. It comes back down to the stupid voting machines. And it also came down to a lot of you know, other factors as well that, you know, that, that played into that. Uh, that we don't necessarily have to get into now. But yeah, we see the stock market at all-time highs. The crypto market's right there pretty much at all-time highs, uh, at, least, at least Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, it's just how to... I mean, really, the playbook was the speech that I gave two years ago at Anarchapoco at the, uh, the crisis retiring. Uh, and, and basically, you know, it's going to be different, though, if you're, you know, 55 and got five years to wait, or it's going to be different if you're you know, 65 and already retired and sitting on millions, or it's going to be different if you've only got 50,000, or it's going to be different if you have lots of lots of debt. So there's no one real playbook on how to get there. But it's I can tell you what, it's not the traditional playbook of just keep, you know, 40% of your money in bonds and keep some money in, you know, savings earning nothing. And it's not the traditional financial advisor playbook. And so I know I talked with Kirk uh, two days ago over at Innovative Wealth or Innovative Advisory Group. Uh, you know, he's, he's been on the show before and in uh, the founding principal of Innovative Advisory Group. And I was telling him about a great reset uh, portfolio strategy that I was building out. And so now he's, you know, helping build out a, a portfolio as well to try to take advantage of this. But you also have to but you can't be 100% all in because, you know, if the timeline doesn't work, then you could go broke in the meantime, you know, just because of a sequence of return risk. I mean, you could have all your money in, in gold and then if gold is flatlined for three years and, and, and you're just taking all of your money out as expressed by gold, well, then, you know, you could lose all of your money that way or, you, or same thing with Bitcoin if it ends up going down or any of these other cryptos or same thing with the stock market. And so you need to guard against that sequence of return risk, which is the risk that the order of your returns is more important than the average of your returns. So if you, it doesn't matter if, you know, if Ethereum's up, you know, 30,000%, if you got in at the, you know, at 1200 and then it, you know, collapses down to $70. And so it, it that first, the first few years of your retirement and the few, few years before and the few years after are the times when you want to keep it safe. And right now, I mean, the safety is trying to keep up your purchasing power and honestly, I mean, I don't really see the stock market at this point, and this sounds kind of crazy. I don't see it being down by over 20% for any extended period of time because the amount of money printing that's going to ramp up. Now, yeah, it, it, like what happened in March, it was down 34% just because it couldn't get going quick enough. But I would fully expect that if it is down 20, that the amount of pumping that's going to go on will be Trump, whatever just happened, no pun intended, whatever happened, you know, the last go around in, you know, in March. And, uh, they're going to keep pumping this market up because that's just what the Fed does. And they they are a complete, you know, banana republic land at this point. And the fact that now we've got Janet Yellen, who's going to be the next uh, potentially Treasury secretary, is just offensive because the whole reason we were sold on the idea of a Fed is, oh, we need this independent bank that doesn't have any, uh, you know, conflict of interest. And then now you have that private independent bank, and I'll say this in air quotes, that is now leading the going to be leading the Treasury. And you already have like all these meetings between Paul and Steve Mnuchin already, which, you know, shouldn't be happening. In my opinion, you have, 
you know, BlackRock going in there and acting as a broker to have the Fed buy all these bonds, which is basically illegal, but nobody cares. And uh, we're at this point of tyranny where, you know, I just can't really stress enough just how messed up everything is right now. And uh, and I just really wish that all the quote unquote patriots out there the past you know four years weren't just sitting around high fiving each other. Uh, driving around with Trump flags and actually, you know, did something. And now they all think that, oh, we just need to move over to Parler. Oh, yeah, Parler, the same company that's, you know, run by the Mercers who started Cambridge Analytica and has already been censoring people. Oh, that's the answer. Or, oh, the answer is to go over to, you know, some other Dan Bongino run run thing. And it's just, and it's just like these people just don't get it. And the people that, you know, just woke up to all this stuff a year or two ago are not the ones who have the answer. So sorry, Dr. Frank, and sorry to other listening out there, but people like Ernie, who's been on this, you know, forever, you know, I really respect your stance at, com- at how you're coming at this whole thing with IPFS and, and trying to create a uh, decentralized future because they can stop you. They will stop you and they are going to stop you. And actually that reminds me uh, this upcoming Monday, we're trying to do a union of the unwanted where, uh, I know the guys from Content Safe are going to be there. Uh, I think Jeremy Kaufman's going to be there. I think someone's trying to get the pitch shoot CEO on. And uh, I think that and I'm inviting you right now on air if you want to head to that one. So well, that when is that? What good. day? Monday. It's always at 7 Eastern. Uh, it's usually every other Monday. And I believe. Yeah, I just... saw, you know, Ripple, whatever, Rick sent, yep. sent uh, a thing out. And I'm. I don't want to be, you know, because I'm, you know, a broken record, and I don't want to be a butthead on this with these guys. But my thing is, I'm going. You go from one centralized platform to another one. I don't give a crap how you know woke they are or freedom they are or whatever they are. You know, we well, we wouldn't censor that. Well, do you have the capability of censoring? Well, yeah, but we would never do it. You know, and I go well. Uh, well, what? And I even talked to Jeremy Kaufman. I go when they show up with the subpoena of Thou Shalt, and you have to comply. He goes, "Yep, we got to take it down because they're a brick and mortar, and they got VC investors and whatever the hell they're going to do, whatever they got to do." And I'm like, "I'm not investing. I mean, we'll use whatever, but I go, I'm not counting on any of these guys." being uh immune to the guy with the gun and the piece of paper that comes into your business that i i I, for me to you know think that i'm going to be immune from somebody doing that you can't always count on the lava bit guys that just shut down the business so they don't have to give up their customers but that's rare but when they shut it down then you don't have it you know so i'm going i'm i'm i've been through this too many times if they can they will. I don't know how loud and often I can say that. You know, I want to. I, know. I yeah, want to do this just... one. There's a meme that came out. It has as Morpheus sitting in the red chair is Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court guy, and it has a quote here. He says, "You take the blue pill. The election ends. You wake up in your bed and you believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You dispute the fraud, and I show you just how deep the rabbit hole goes." That's where I think we're going. And Trump is going to, you know, that's one thing that I can count on Trump is that he will not quit. If he stops, quits, his brand's dead. You know, that's, and he cares more about his name and his brand and the future and how he's depicted and which mountain he gets a monument to or something, you know, than anything else, which is good. I like, I like a little bit of ego like that when it's, you know, placed in against the bad guys. So the fact he goes, yeah, I was president, some bitch. Don't think I don't know. All right. So we go down this rabbit hole, 
that's where, you know, Patrick Burns start coming out and the decentralized everybody and the IPF bass and the people, Internet three-point kiss my ass and the satellites and the whatever. That's when we start, and it'd be a small percentage, but that's all it takes. And they're going to do everything they can to shut us up and the effectiveness of whatever we do. And when we do, I pick up right after the show, I go pick up thousands and thousands and thousands of love bus Christmas cards that we're going to be distributing everywhere starting uh, Black Market Friday. Then the signs start. Then the newspaper comes out. Then, 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 then we get into legislative session starts into uh, the uh, the, um, second Monday in January here. Bob and I, have we always done that week from New Year's to when the legislative session starts? That's when the fun begins. That's when the fun begins. Everything is built up to then. Every year. Election year, not election year, it's that time. They, they can set their clock to it. All right, here comes Ernie and Bob. I mean, you know, God, man. So this is, we're doing, I've already talked to a bunch of, you know, um, uh, people, they're a patriot community, the Republican this, or, you know, precinct of the, we're going to fix everything, that, whatever. I've talked, I said, look, that's what we're going to do. I call it Billy Jacking. I'm going to take the right side of my right foot, put it against the right side of your head, and nothing you can do about it. Here it comes. Are you ready? Ready, ready, ready? I'm warning you. Here it comes. Here we go. So we're doing this because it needs to be done, but it's going to be done anyway. I already see the tsunami of this. And Patrick Byrne, that's why I keep bringing that up. I go, it's Patrick Byrne. When he shows up, then you know it's on. And that, and he showed up. I go, it's on. Here we go. You know? So um, I, I, I need to know from you, Tim, where do we put our money? Well, I mean, like I said before, I mean, it really depends on people's individual situation. It depends on I don't want to lose my money. That's my individual situation. I do not want my money where they take it and I don't got it. That's my situation. Answer that. I guess first we need to define money. And so what most people define as money is actually currency in the form of the dollar. And a lot of people already know that, uh, you know, who are, who are listening here. So if you want to, so the real thing people want to conserve is their purchasing power. So, you know, and ideally, I think, you know, conserving purchasing power is not going to be done holding cash long term. It's not going to be done holding bonds long term. But, you know, traditionally, you know, some real assets like, you know, like real estate could in certain places. I mean, obviously not like California or New York or Chicago, uh, you know, it could be one way. You know, if everything collapses, stocks could be another way. Crypto could be another way. I mean, it's not really been proven entirely yet in terms of going through a crash. But I do believe that on the other side of lots of money printing, I think in a long enough time horizon, I see Bitcoin and certain cryptos going up a lot. And I think gold and silver that are in your physical possession uh, is probably a better way to go. I know some people are big into like gold IRAs, but and we, we do offer them as well. However, uh, you know, I, I think it's better that people just have the gold on their own. And uh, that because, you know, if it's in a you know, it has to be in a vaulted storage anyway. So, you know, what would happen in a real collapse scenario is they could just go in and take your money out of vault, whether it's in a vault or an ETF. So having it in your own possession would be the more preferred way. But there are people, uh, you know, who won't do that. And, and so we do have clients that are that do have, you know, money in different ETFs of, you know, gold and, you know, and trusts of Bitcoin because, uh, you know, they won't just do it on their own and, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but certain people just won't do it. Uh, so it's better than nothing. And uh, it, it's just that I see a great reset that is obviously coming at this point. And so 
I've tried developing a portfolio going forward that I haven't fully implemented yet or haven't implemented it yet, but it's going to have some cash component to it just in case there was a big drop in, in certain assets that we can use the cash to swoop in. And, you know, some component of it will have, you know, gold mining stocks and, you know, and actual gold. Some component of it will have Bitcoin, but, you know, but you should have some knowledge on this stuff. So don't just, uh, you know, you should dive down the rabbit hole. You should go and, and read you know, study people like Richard Grove and see all the different things that he's talked about in terms of, you know, studying the deep state and things that are really going on and, and not just take our word for it. And, but, you know, I don't think people should just go whole hog into Bitcoin if they know nothing about it. And, um, and, and also, you know, there's, there's so many risks that are out there. People always want to make a quick buck. So they're into all these, you know, cryptos that cost point zero 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 one cents because they want to buy, you know, thousands of them and, and wait for that to moon. And so a lot of people will lose money that way, I'm sure. And unfortunately, I think the system is just designed to basically make everybody broke. And then eventually you're going to have a dollar that gets reset into something else. But an example I like to give is back in Germany, uh, they had the gold mark, the Ren mark, the Reich mark, the Deutsch mark. And if you're sitting in holding on to gold marks, you know, like their dollar, uh, basically you were wiped out. And then the Ren mark was basically wiped out. And the Reich mark was traded in for that. And that was wiped out. And then you have the Deutsch mark that was exchanged to the euro. But if you're holding on to Mercedes-Benz stock, uh, obviously, you know, Bitcoin wasn't around back then. Or if you're holding on to gold, then you know then that is something that did maintain its, its purchasing power in the stock market of germany and obviously you know they went to hyperinflation but i think around 1911 1912 it was like 100 to 400 something you know you know obviously it's a big difference but the lot but the point of the story is by 1923 i think it was like 27 million and granted you know a loaf of bread costs you know a ton but uh and, and so certain stocks would probably be able to keep a person power. A lot of them won't, but, you know, you'll see your dollar values go up. But if you're just holding on to dollars long term, uh, there could be some trading advantages to having, you know, cash for liquidity. For so let's say, you know, hey, if Bitcoin drops back down to 7000 or 8000 and everyone's saying it's going to die, then, yeah, it's probably then that would be a good time to take cash and put it back into Bitcoin. Uh, but. In terms of giving broad general advice, uh, you know, I'm already sort of a probably a target for, you know, uh, as a financial advisor for saying certain things. So I've got to be careful what I say. But, you know, you should have some knowledge and and you can invest into having a consultation with me. And so I, I'm, right now I'm only giving 15 minutes for free consultations. I mean, at one point it was basically, you know, as long as you know you had. Now it's, you know, in a lot higher demand. And maybe we'll do a Black Friday special for 300 bucks an hour. Uh, for your listeners, it, it, I wasn't planning on doing that, but you know, just you know, and so, but you can, you know, if you don't want to have me manage your wealth for you, then I can give more specific advice on your situation. And in two hours, I could probably rattle through a whole bunch of different things of what you, what somebody could be doing, and give them a whole bunch of different advice and even advice on cryptos. And so that is something where people could schedule with me. You got a free fifteen-minute intro call, and we do, you know, I do do hourly consultations. Um, normally it would be 500 bucks an hour or 800 for two hours, or I've got a, uh, five hours for 15, but I would, but then we also did just bring on, um, we've got other advisors as well who are less money than me, but you know, certain things they won't necessarily be, you know, experts in. So, you know, with someone like me, I, I know most of the answers off the top of my head, so I don't have to, you know, I can do it five times faster than people. Um, and then we also just brought on uh, earlier this week, you, you know, uh, Michael McGillicuddy, right? The uh, Anarch Arizona guy who founded that. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. He put it up. Yeah. So he just started. Sedona, so he yeah. just, 
yeah, so he just started helping me out this week, and he's gonna help. So he's helped me out with some marketing and doing. Uh, he just came on board, and, and I'm gonna have him sort of help me out with the crypto division. But we're getting my like media website all up and running, and and I've got my email list all up and up and running now because I feel like like sort of like you, going old school is, is more like the new the new uh, new school. So I've got you know my text message list, and I've got my uh, you know email list all backed up and. And uh, going to be, you know, using that. I'll say more because I basically was wasn't using it at all. But I will be, you know, using that now. And and uh, John and I, John Snyson and myself, have been putting out a lot of shows. And last night we put one out, and we've got some great shows coming up. So uh, we've got one with Jim Cantrell uh, from um, uh, Phantom Space, or you know, one of the co-founders of SpaceX. He's been on your show many times. That's how I found out about him. Uh, that interview is coming up. Uh, probably, we're going to be releasing it to our email subscribers first because we want to, you know, and then we're telling people on YouTube, like, hey, you guys are getting this last. Uh, you know, it's going on BitChute and Library and to the email people and text message people. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you guys are, you know, getting this, you know, a week or two late. Uh, and then we've got David one Richard Grove. That was uh, fantastic. And probably those are back to back to probably two of the favorite episodes that we've ever done. And, uh, and the email subscribers will be getting on that first. And so, uh, you know, maybe we can have Donna put the, the link in there. But right now it's uh, it's it's going to be Tim and John show dot com. But right now it's a, it's a bit.ly link. So it's a B.I.T. dot L.Y. slash Tim John email. We'll then get on our email list to uh, send out all the new shows that are going down. And um, I've been doing that pretty regularly with, with, with John. And we've got what the union what services are you? Plan on using in the future. Holland Cook. Okay, hold on. We're coming back. We, I just let you go in the break. There, You're listening to the best Liberty audio stream around the <laughs> clock on the air and online. This is the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. And Tim Pachote, the LibertyAdvisor.com. And we just let him go. He just blazes right through the music and you got you missed it. You know, we'll have it in the archive. But, um, they're doing a, a lot of new, you know, the big thing I, I wanted to get, we're last segment, so I'm just going to do, uh, you know, freaking answer the question, okay? One, I want to maintain the value. I'm not an idiot or friends are not idiots or we got, you know, we've been doing this a long time. And when this happens, we're going to that and we need to kind of, you know, we, uh, you know, bet on the right things and got, now we got a little bit of something. And I go, you know. They want a little. They want all a bit of all of my stuff. They're because because you got stuff. We don't want. We sure as hell don't want you freedom oriented guys to have it. And those people that think you don't have, you don't owe it to us because because damn it, you know we got all these systems and it's ours now. Everybody all in. It's ours now. You're on that system. You're in that retirement plan. You're on that platform. You got and they, they, it's a big giant green felt table. And they put their arms around it and they scrape it all in. It's ours now. That is coming. I guarantee it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, oh, yeah. And Scott Laguerre is glad he's got a compressor on this thing. <laughs> I would have blown it out. I guarantee it. Now, what would you suggest, friend, individual, person, guy, advisor, Mr. Tim Pachote, if I want to maintain my purchasing power, I should what? 
Well, first off, you have to have a, a plan of, of, it also depends if they have income coming in or not. So let's say they're they're retired and, I mean, do they have a pension? I mean, that's probably going to be, you know, wiped out and, unless their pension is backed by some sort of stocks that, you know, that they actually know what they're doing, which, you know, probably is not the case. So, or do they have, you know, any business income that's coming in as well? So, you know, and so what one of the strategies that I've been sort of a fan is, is you know, while we're waiting for all this, if somebody had enough money in this uh, and there's something I've worked with their son-in-law on is that if people, you know, let's say you're five years away from retirement and, you know, the average person right now has about 40% of their money in bonds, I think it's better to have 40% of your money in an, an annuity that actually has underlying stock in that. Let that be sort of like your sort of like a bond replacement, but also your, but in a hyperinflation those stocks would then also be able to then reset higher in there and you can't lose money in the meantime. And so that, that way that can, can provide you an income. And then let's say you've got another, let's say that in, in an ideal world, that income would be enough to then, you know, pay your bills. And let's say you've got another $500,000 on the side, then that $500,000 would go into assets like, uh, okay, you you're know, killing like me. This is insurance, this, like gold. Uh, Okay, I understand what you're doing. I, mean, I can't. I can't just go and say like, "Hey, you should have twenty-five percent in this and ten percent in that." Not because, not my I mean, point. You want me? I've already lost my effing income once over doing all this, and so I'm not. I can't just be out here and be like giving blanket advice to every single person on here unless I want to lose my license. This is my point. All right, well, answer me this: any financial advice with financial guys of financial that is having accounts and numbers and regulated and on and moving around is taking advantage of where you've been good about making sure that people are not caught flat-footed because you know what's coming. Well, then you create all these different avenues for them to bring in their crypto, get into crypto, do the uh, bond, this, that, and so on, and then they make some, they go, wow, man, you know, I saved my money, I made some money, I got money. Now what? And my thing is, is I'm going, the now what's a common. And I don't give a crap, you know, how great advice you have of this or that. If they want it, it's gone. And they're doing it in Europe right now. They're going in and saying, oh, why'd they rob all the pensions? Because that's where the money was. Okay? So I'm just, uh, I mean, if you can't answer, you can't answer. But I am, the. Uh, let me give you the Ernie advice. Get stuff that they don't know where your stuff is. If you get land, put it in trust and blah, blah, blah. If you got, you know, a bunch of money, you better have a chunk of it in something that's worth something. If, you know, farmland, uh, heavy equipment, you know, tractors, copper, you know, uh, pipe. I mean, you know, something, buy silver, gold, something. Yeah, buy steel and put it in your backyard. It ain't going away, and it'll always be worth something. You know, so this is. Or you know, generators. I mean, yeah. I mean, generator, that's a good one. You were in the Northeast. We were up there. There was no generators to be found. And guys are going, they go, well, you, 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 you're charging more than you bought it for. I'm like, God, were you stupid? You know, this is how you, how you uh, create, you know, abundance or you don't have shortages. Is people buy it and sell it for more and they got it, you moron. So this is what I'm talking about. I don't want people thinking that they're going to go in to, because uh, Tim Pichot has, you know, over the last couple of years, has been able to provide a lot more opportunity for how you can diversify from a system that's going down. And you can put your stuff into things that you've made a bunch more money. People have maintained their value and so on. 
But there is going to be, he can't say it, okay, he's professional, whatever the hell, but I can say it. Well, don't, yeah, not mm-hmm. even give us advice as to what we should do. What do you see going to happen? Just in, Ooh, just, just in generic. What, you know, if you if you oh. looked at your crystal ball, what do you think is going to be what the economy is going to look like in 10 years? You get in trouble with that one, too. <laughs> It's just, you know, it was just speculation. Like, you know, I mean, is is the market going to be totally, like, gone? Are we going to be, you know, hardcore socialist? We're going to have this basic income thing, and that's how they're going to get everybody. China's got a stock market. That's how they're going to fish into this whole uh, get everybody on the Goldman Sucks.gov coin is, is they're going to pay all your government benefits in it. And if you want to get your government benefits, your social Yeah, income, what about that, is, Tim? That's you all think gonna, that's coming? Well, I mean, I think let's say you get a $60,000 a year pension from the government. I think that basically they're not going to be able to let, you know, the they, them, those are not going to be able to, in order to keep the rabble and keep the people satisfied, they're probably going to still pay your fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, but it's just not going to be able to buy you anything. So maybe it'll, it'll buy you $5,000 worth of purchasing power, and then everyone's <laughs> going to have some sort of universal basic income, and, and their assets are going to get repriced in some sort of new digital dollar or scheme that they have. And and the, it taking, I mean, probably guessing what it's going to look like in 10 years will probably actually be easier than what it's going to look like in one year because it, 10 years will be enough time for Give me 10 years. That, 10 years, 10 years, I'll be, you know, 69 years old. You know, I'll be, you know, ready to be know what's up in 10 years. What's in 10 years? I mean, I think by then we will have had some sort of reset. Unfortunately, a lot of these currency wars, you know, ultimately, you know, end in, you know, actual, you know, hot wars. And I, I think, unfortunately, we'll probably, we'll probably see some sort of false flag in order to get everybody fighting. And then, you know, and as, you know, the people that are fighting each other, you'll have, you know, as Richard Grove mentioned last time on your show, and it's an analogy that I've used before, too, you'll have the, you know, two, you know, fighting fish, like in Bond, that go to piranhas that are going after each other. And then you've got, you know, the 0.01% globalist piranha that's sitting out to the side, and they wait till we, you know, fight each other off, and then they come in, swoop in, and they've problem reaction solution they f up the dollar and then their solution is oh we've got this new digital currency because you know you can't trust regular cash because that could have coronavirus on it and then we're all going to be in this universal universal basic income system uh, unless your income is too high and then i mean kamala harris six months ago said that the universal basic income could be ten thousand dollars a month and i did a report on that uh walking around with my dog so i mean that's you know and so whether it's 10,000 or 5,000 or 2,000, we're going into the system where, you know, all these modern monetary theorists uh, are out there talking about just printing money into oblivion. And so they're going to tie in the social credit score, contact tracing into universal basic income. And they're going to use that to socially engineer people to say, Hey, you weren't a good little debt slave and you didn't do what the crown wanted, wanted, you to do and so we're not going to give you your payment or we're going to not pay you as much and then they're going to eventually do things like you know car insurance will get jacked up unless you have you know uh you know some sort of ai self-driving car or if you even have a car because in the future they'll probably just have some sort of like uber fleet line or then you're not allowed to get in there unless you have a mask on and then we're going to have this whole dystopic world of everybody walking you know working from home and i mean i mean i've been working from home and using zoom for for a while but uh it's just we're going to lose that you know human connection and unfortunately the biggest thing is once we lose control of the dollar and i hate saying we and dollar but you know once that system goes away it's sort of 
game over and they're going to completely have us by the balls and then our ability to fight back is going to be tremendously harder because if they cut us off from the money and unless you've got enough gold or silver or bitcoin that they don't know about on the side it's going to be very hard or you've got you know land that you can you know grow your own food and be sustainable that way and have your own you know backup power. i mean that's probably one of the things that people should be doing i mean is having self-sufficiency in terms of you know where to get their food and and being in having community and knowing and networking with you know farmers and neighbors and, and having backups because i see some sort i wouldn't be surprised that there's some sort of whether it's an emp or a cyber attack or or some sort of false flag attack on on supply lines you know going down but at this point, anything sort of goes, and we're in this, you know, 1984 world where it's like actually all We're going to keep you know, yakking it for a little now. bit. Go to the archive. You're not hearing the music? I mean, come on, man. I hear it now. I hear it now. All right. We'll be, we'll, we'll keep going here in the next hour. Uh, you know, Bob and I yak it. You know, do we have anybody next hour? I don't think so. I think we get to yak it. We'll be right back. Free talk. This is uh, where I think this is going. <clears throat> Bob and I, it's good to have Bob here because Bob and I have been doing this a long time. We've been doing this a long time, Bob. Yes, sir. Long time. I want to come. I need to come down and see and see you guys down in, at Bob's. Never, never been down there. Yeah, get your ass down here. We're doing well. Probably next week. I it, there's God. There's so much stuff to do. And um, about the cold weather with you. Yeah, at least it's not. No, it's actually starting morning, to feel like morning. Arizona winter. Well, yeah, I brought the cold <laughs> with me. Freaking, I was in ice and snow. I hear you guys whining crap. You know <laughs> the um. This has been uh, something that we've been preparing for for one of the reasons why Bob's out here. You know, yeah. you know, this is what you know. He's going, yep, pandemic. Uh, I just closed the gate. Well, that's what I'm trying to think about. You know, we talk about, you know, wish I, I guess, you know, maybe I should take a bunch of money, go buy a whole crap load of solar panels. It'd be better to have them than have greenback sitting in some place where they're going to steal it. You know, that's a good point because what I did, Tim, is uh, months ago when we first did, I had a little bit of money after we moved out, got, and I said. All right, what am I going to do with this? Well, the first thing is I know what's going to happen when I come back to Arizona. I'm going to have to have power. So I didn't want to buy the panels and the inverter and charge controller because I knew that the technology on that changes every five months anyway. You know, so I go, but I know that I'm going to need the copper line, the tools to assemble that. So I bought everything. I spent thousands of dollars on just crap and shipped it, and it's sitting over on Bob's patio. So, yeah. <laughs> so he goes, damn, Ernie, what are all these boxes? And I go, you know, so we were going to put them in our storage thing here and get it all organized. Well, then that big storage van thing, if you saw that, I'm going, man, these things are awesome tiny houses. I don't know why people aren't doing those. I looked up, and nobody's doing these big, you know, uh, tra- you can move it. And you don't have to pay taxes. It's sitting on your thing. It's got wheels and move, blah, blah, blah. I'm going, you know, that's a, that might be a project, you know, later on. So I'm going, all right, we're going to get or a that. bunker. You can bury it. Yeah. You know, all kinds of stuff. Then anyone even know it's there. So then uh, I'm going, yep, yeah, this is a lot of stuff that I want to do. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I Ernie, I've always said on the radio, I go, wherever I'm going to be, Ernie's got power. That is not going to be an issue. I got me some power, 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 power. Well, that controls, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Well, you know, then, you know, water and food and all this other stuff. But the first thing is I need electrical power to live the life that I want to be a living. So we take care of that. If I were, I already got all the infrastructure, you know, all the connections and the connectors and the crimper and all that cutter, wire, solder and whatever crap. Nice, high quality stuff that I always wanted. So I got that. Now... 
solar panels. And they have Sun Electronics. You can get big, giant, you know, a sea container, you know, a shipping container full of them, and they're down to like 20-something cents a watt. Shit, you'd be making all kinds of bank just selling those and keeping what you wanted. I got a bunch left over. Who wants them? Or we go in on it. I'm ready for doing that right now, Bob. Right now. How much we want to buy. I, let's go pick one right now. And if not right now, uh, next summer, you know, when uh, we start coming back, I'm getting I'm getting uneasy, man. Uh, you might not be able to get it. Uh, that's why I'm asking the questions because I know damn well. See, if you got, if you got a, you know, a bank account with a dollar symbol and a bunch of numbers after it, they're going to steal it. They are going to steal it either through inflation or they're just going to haircut it or they're going to go, the bottom fell out and now we own it because all this money they're printing they're going to have to answer for it, you know, sooner or later. <laughs> and and the first thing they do, you they're not going to have to steal it. They're just going to take it. They're just going to print it. It's just going to they go. No, you get to keep all your worthless, you know, green whatever the hell, because we just printed a shitload. They're already doing it. They don't have to take it. They take the value of it by cranking up the printing press. Right. It's through taxation or inflation, yeah, they're it's, taking it. It's going to be taxation. I, that's why I, part of me is going like, well, you know, if I take, if I go take a bunch of money out of, you know, like my 401ks or something, and right now I'm going to pay like a 20% or whatever the, the rate is. But you know it's going to be more under the next guy, so why would you wait? Yeah, you see, Tim, this is how, this is all the stuff that we've been screaming about for decades is happening right now. And, and, and if we don't do something about it, we sit there and watch it take our... Then we're the stupid fucking idiots we were trying to talk to. Yeah, I mean, it, it, unless unless you can put your value where it's going to grow, like he says, maintain your purchasing power faster than they're going to try to steal it by deflating it or inflating it, you know, you're better just to get it out and bury it in your backyard. Yeah, I don't know where... The only hesitation I have on buying a shitload of solar panels is that they're coming out with a lot better solar panels. But at some point, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, especially in the desert where I got, you know, oh, it took me two acres to be you know, a land as opposed to one. Woo, when I got 100. I mean, you know, big deal, you know. So um, have you been talking to anybody about their intentional community kind of stuff? Is that a buzz on uh, your communication with guys, Tim? Oh my God! Like basically everybody is talking mm-hmm. about that right now. Like I think every person I'm like running across is talking about intentional communities, and it's just you know trying to find out where and and you know I don't really want to be on somebody's like commune or anything, but it's it, I don't know. I feel like more of it's going down in like Yavapai County or you know Sholo or up in that area, and and I'm ready to do you know do something or go in on somebody with. Something to well, do I that, suggested that Frank go look where he found the houses up there he was all excited about. And I'm going, yeah, I tell you, you go north of Prescott up there, that's going to be the Liberty community of the whatever. And it's got good weather. You might get a little snow dusting, you know, once or twice a year maybe, you know. But it's got a little bit of season to it. And it's uh, not as blazing, oh, my God, anvil, 120 degree hot, you know. So it's just, I'm going, that's where we're going to look. So Donna and I are going up there. We're going to take the bus up there. We're going looking. Bob and I are going up to Heber to the June's Cafe to do a special remote up there radio thing with a crowd of whatever. And then we're going down to Green Dream in Cochise County where they're building stuff. We promised them a couple of domes we're going to go put up. And then uh, we'll probably visit, you know, Adam, just say we did. And then um, uh, come back, you know, after Adam, come down through um, – 
Chino Valley up there north of Prescott. I want to go take a look at that stuff. We find a place, but they are going to start going up in value because for exactly this reason, right? When you want to do it, everybody else wants to do it too. So they may be to where they got, oh, I want to sell it, but I don't want to sell it to communists from California. So you got to come out with the love bus, man. You got to be, you know, libertarian hardcore. Woo! We want to be added to the community. They go, shit, we'll pay you to move here, you know? So that's what I'm looking for. So when we do this, it's not about a hippie commune of libertarians. It's going to be an area. It's going to be a community. It's going to be there's a lot. You know, this guy bought it. That guy bought that over there. That guy got this for him. That guy split that one up. It's going to have to be private property, but enforced and and uh, protected by whom? Well, Sheriff Mack says the new sheriff there in Yavapai County got it going on, blah, 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 blah. I don't trust any of them. So when I come here and I'm doing so, what am I doing all this activism here in Arizona? We got a bunch of you know stuff and signs and everything. I'm going to be a butthead. They piss me off because they you know find my kids uh, $500 for not wearing a mask in a park uh, watching their kids play soccer. I'm like, what? Really? It's that bad? That happened? Yeah, no, they sent out the thing. They didn't find them. They had the threat of the fine. Is that the soccer? club is that you have to wear a mask all spectators have to wear a mask the kids have to wear a mask when they're not actually on the field you have to blah 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 blah, blah. and they're going to have the soccer league club guys out there issuing fines you know or they're getting fined or they're going to be enforcing it and all of a sudden i'm going what like all right you guys want to play let's play here we go hold on I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Unfreaking of fear, but relatively pissed off. You know, this we we know. It's just you're gonna make me do it. Well, we got we got Tim Pachot um, uh, is gone. Now we got Tim P. Okay, Tim Pachot, financial advisor. Yeah, we killed him. Okay, he's gone. He's over somewhere else. So now we're just talking to my friend Tim P. Here, you know, about some stuff. And the one thing I, I, I asked him off air, I'm going, you know, are you talking, like you got Howard uh, uh, Lecter, you know, came by, you know, Etienne de la Botaille. You know, he is um, uh, doing the stick red line thing that we want to help pimp. We're going to do another newspaper. So we're going to get GM. No, so Howard's doing thick red line. Etienne de la Boussier, that's a whole separate deal. So he he's coming out as Howard Lickman on his uh, on thick red line. I know. But I just yep. want the audience to know that that's the same guy, but he don't want okay. anybody to know it's the same guy or something. I don't know what the hell his thing is, but anyway, so it's the same guy. So he, uh, I mean, when you do video, I mean, I see it, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the, um, so uh, it's a, the thick red line instead of the thin blue line. The thick red line is a red line that they want law enforcement, first responders, government. We're not crossing this line. You know, I don't know, putting you in jail or confiscating guns or drafting your children or forcing to knock you out, whatever. You know, we got, do we have a red, red, where, is there a red line? Or you just do whatever Biden tells you? I mean, you know, where are we at now? Well, of course, they put the guys up that, you know, do what they're told. And they got a shiny badge and a gun. They're going to do whatever. 
Well, this is the question. You know, Tim and I, we share a lot of, you know, same contacts and friends and so on. But he probably deals with these guys more, certainly since we've been on the bus. But we're looking and, and communicating with a lot of new groups and organizations and people we're helping around the country. That was the point of this. Because you can't do it online all the time. you got to go. There, you sit them in the couch, you talk to them, you have, because I would rather just stay here in Arizona and do some ass whipping, which is why we're going to do some concentrated ass whipping over the next couple of months. Then I got to go to, on my way to Key West and a bunch of people in between, uh, starting in January, mid-January. Then we'll come back, you know, the mid part across from like the Carolinas, the St. Louis to L.A., you know, that kind of thing. And then uh, we'll be back as it gets warmed up, we'll be at the festivals uh, going our way to Pork Fest, Fork Fest, and then uh, we'll be up Washington State again. Then we'll come down here for Jackalope Freedom Festival if they allow us in the forest by then, especially after, you know, whatever happened last year. But the um, we go up there and do that, and then we're back. And I'm going, where will we go? Well, we're going to spend some time in Arizona. It would preferably, you know, in the desert down here, we'd be near our kids and everything. But I'm willing to do a Prescott kind of Yavapai County deal because that's, a, you know, a nice place. I think it's got a lot of availability in land, and it's an hour and a half away, and our kids Well, I'm in a similar boat to you because i got to be near my kids, so which are, you know, extreme northern Phoenix-ish area. So, you know, I'm in the Well, you got, like, or... Wickenburg Congress, Yarnell, you know, Hill up there. you got, uh, you know, with Skull Valley and stuff, and then we have – um, uh, Vulture Mine Road behind White Tanks there. We came down. I've always had my eye on that. So this is like when we lived in Sunburst Farms, that nice place. I've been looking at that for, God, 30 years. I knew that in high school. I go, I wish I always wanted to live. Oh, it's in Phoenix, and you get to have horses in the city limits of Phoenix with irrigation and big trees and yards. Man, I'd love to do it. We found a plant. Boom. Done. There. So I'm going, I get what I want when I bitch long enough, okay? So what I want is that, but it has to be private property for me and my family. I will carve off, you know, if I get a big thing, I carve it off to somebody else and you choose wisely and good neighbors and it's your, and, and you know, I, I don't care because it's not mine, you know? And this hippie commune and we're going to share something, that ain't going to work. I guarantee it. You know, it needs to be a community, an area. What If you want to have your little hippie commune or whatever there, peace out. I don't want to be on it. You know, I need to be able to go, nope. I. But you last week you said, I go, yeah, that was last week. I changed my mind. I'm not allowed to change my mind. I am dictator of my freaking land. So that's, you know, the mindset that I have. That's what, how many people are you talking to about this? How serious are they? What are they thinking well, uh, Howard had an, a Thick Red Line event out here a couple weeks ago, and I know that there were some people at that event who were kind of really interested in starting, you know, some sort of intentional community, and I think they had, you know, quite a bit of interest in that, and, you know, and at that party, I mean, like, literally, I think every single person, I mean, there's probably like 40 people there, and, and every single person there was talking about intentional communities, but, you know, it's a lot of people talking about doing things, not necessarily people doing things, and you know, I'm in a position now where I finally can do something. So I'm just uh, trying to figure out exactly where I want to end up. But then also thinking, hey, if there's a big real estate dump, then I don't want to necessarily buy something right this second. But but I don't really know exactly how it's going to shake out because, you know, if they destroy the dollar, then the value of the real estate just goes through the roof. So I don't know if there's going to be like a deflation first because, you know, with, you know, however many million, like I think it was something like 5.8 million households are going to potentially can't pay their bills the next two months once uh, all these benefits uh, moratoriums I think expire at the end of the year and so that would put downward pressure the baby boomers 
you know, needing to downside would put downsides, downs, uh, downward pressure on prices. But then again, it's just, you know, the upward pressure of printing all this money and, and people actually relocating to these places. Because right now it seems like people moving from California, they're just, you know, moving into uh, like Scottsdale. They're not going in and, you know, getting like super off-grid remote. They're just going into... Uh, they're buying know, the heck out of uh, areas up in Prescott because the people yes, up in Prescott are. are pissed off they're getting Californicated. Yeah, when, when Josh and I were up there uh, earlier this summer and or, or this fall, and you know, and, and people there were literally like, "Hey, listen, well, you know, you're going into this bar, but you're not allowed to dance." Well, a, you know, I don't really dance anyways. But b, made me want to dance just because they told me I couldn't, and and it's like right above that. Uh, uh, I forgot what there is that one like so famous saloon there. Uh, but yeah, it was one of the bars attached to that, and 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 it's just it seems like yeah, you know, whiskey Ernie says, you know, the the, they, the more the nail sticks up, the more they want to hit it, and so they want to beat down this old cowboy town. And it seemed like you know it, that yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want to be in like Center City, Prescott, or anything, but I would, I wouldn't mind being like in the surrounding areas, um, because yeah, it seems like that has gotten. It's a beautiful area up there, so yeah, just like the Californians are just like a bunch of locusts that come in and ruin everything. And I'm a New Yorker, but I'm like one of the one of the good New Yorkers who you know want escape there and uh wanted freedom and i do know some good californians that have you know come here as well but uh i feel like a lot of them are not going like super off grid but yeah i would if you we just need to get a bunch of people together and figure out where we want to kind of plop down and uh you know it's not even where it's 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 criteria it's how and it's yeah. also it's um you know the reason that i didn't have the avapai on my list before was not because it wouldn't be perfect it's because the government's so corrupt there you know, the county. And if they're willing, that's where Sheriff Mack, we had him on uh, a month ago or so. And he says, yeah, the sheriff up there is kind of, you know, the people are rising up. And we have, you know, so after this election, I need to go see what's what. When we were up in Navajo County, we're going to go do, Bob and I are going to go up and do a um, remote at June's Cafe with Tracy Parler, uh, Parker up there. And um, that community, their supervisors changed. And they got, you know, somebody, you know, freedom kind of thing. Well, then what are they going to do? They're going to come in with their election fraud and blah, 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 blah. So I'm just going, you know, you think still voting? You know, it's not going to be like that. So Bob has always done, because we had the printing print and done all the activism, whenever they try to incorporate Tonopah out here as a city, then you're going, I think we'll decline. Yeah, and we so, will... far, so far they've pulled it off. They haven't, they haven't incorporated yet, but they're trying to get annexed by... You know, Buckeyes, like every other year, Buckeyes, you know, trying to reach out here and grab Tonopah because it's an unincorporated area. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, you or, to or do Bill that. Gates you, are coming and grab it. Well, they yeah. have to, they, they try and do some kind of voting thing, you know. So what happens? Here comes the campaign. Hell no, we won't go. So it's just, it's got to be a public opinion thing. Where can we wage this battle? And it doesn't have to be in one place. If I had to pick one place you wanted to have kind of the hippie commune a lot of these guys that need structures or whatever it's globe miami and that's easily defendable that's up in the mountain kind yeah. of whatever you go to globe miami there's a whole bunch on railroad track buildings sitting there Wiki from up. the sixth letter of captain mark yeah, let's listen to this Hold a on. pirate's life is characterized by voluntary interactions unfortunately the crown presses everyone into involuntary servitude landlubbers believe slavery was abolished years ago but the crown still claims to own us when it crimps us into service against our will. Given sufficient ambition, it would gladly draft thousands of hapless victims to kill or be killed. It's simply slavery by another name. Landlubbers are routinely commanded to serve the so-called justice system in jury duty. 
But before you swell with civic pride, consider that how you feel is irrelevant to the Crown. You will appear as ordered or face punitive measures. The Crown insists that you participate in your own oppression. A jury summons provides pirates with a unique opportunity to obstruct injustices. A juror can vote not guilty, even if it's proven the law was violated. A juror can acquit for any reason at all, and not even a judge can reverse that verdict. Receiving a jury summons is basically winning the sedition lottery. But if you reveal that you know this during jury selection, you'll probably be dismissed. If the Crown foolishly crimps a pirate into jury duty, it behooves the pirate to conceal their intention to nullify unjust laws. If a master takes 100% of your labor, it's called slavery. But if they only take 50%, they call it taxation. A difference of degree, not of kind. Whether the Crown claims a fortune or a cent is irrelevant. Most of all, a slave owner desires contented slaves, meaning thoughtless ones that accept their bondage. These house slaves see no contradiction in being drafted in a ward in slavery or summoned to a jury to prosecute tax evasion. An ideal slave knows no higher call than the master's will. The Crown's highest ambition is that its slaves revere the authority that subjugates them. But the Crown does not own me. I will not surrender my time and treasure to the Crown's ambitions. Join the conversation at PiratesWithoutBorders.com. Cell 411 is a free app for Android and iOS. Yeah, Cell 411. You know, that's, it's going to be that kind of, everything's going to be app-based. Hey, Tim, I don't, did you know that I, uh, Kingsley and them are working with IPFS with Derek on whatever? Uh, I mean, I heard you mention it on air, and I talked with Kingsley briefly about it, and he's, uh, I'm, I'm probably headed to his place, uh, actually, tomorrow for Thanksgiving, so. His place what, in Vegas? In Vegas, yeah, in Vegas. Okay, this, this is the thing that I'm hoping that is going to happen. It has to happen. It's going to happen. It's just how much we can work with people to make it happen. I am of the opinion, I'm of the opinion that, uh, any centralized, oh, we're decentralized platform of a platform. I go, yeah, how can you be decentralized when everybody has to put their content on your platform? That is not that is not decentralized. When you have uh, your own servers that are like IPFS and you have a format that you have that you put it up in the metadata the structure or whatever, you get it up there. And then it's like a RSS feed or an API that goes to these platforms that library and BitChute and Float and whatever and Minds and Steam, all these guys, they pull from my freaking server. I am not putting my crap on there. They pull from fucking me, okay? And that goes, then all the content providers are decentralized. And the platforms that do that, they're the ones that are going to kick ass in the future. I guarantee it. And they're going to be like, oh, Ernie, you're just in, you know, screaming IPFS again. And I'm going, yeah, over time, when the hell have I ever been wrong on this stuff? I am so sick of saying I told you so. Well, this is the big freaking I told you so. All right, here we come back. at VictimlessCrimesPree.com. That's VictimlessCrimesPree.com. Do you love Twitter? Make sure you favorite the LRN.FM Twitter account so you can receive our tweets at twitter.lrn.fm. That's twitter.lrn.fm. To be a part of the show, call 602-264-2800. 602-264-2800. And now, Ernest Hancock. And Mr. Robert Anderson and Tim P. P. Tim P. Tim, Tim P. I will call you Tim P. Tim P. Tim P. 
You know, like Tempe, yeah. Ari- Tempe, Arizona. That's his new thing. Write that down, Donna Tempe. <laughs> so your 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 handle now is Tempe. <laughs> see, he's got got to come up with some sort of uh, you know alter ego. Yeah, you got to be able to you know express yourself without the man. I mean, that's the whole point is being able to express yourself without worrying about some government agent of whatever you call yourself, Tempe. You know, yeah, Tempe says, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, free yourself, man. Become Tempe. Uh, I know some people. I know some people had one because uh, Siri would always say my name like Pickyot for Pachote. So you know that was like my, my alter ego is Pickyot. And actually, back in the day when uh, you guys remember like uh, Tempe Pickyot, AOL Instant Messenger. My name back then was because of like Napster. It was like a play off that, and I was Tempster, so like T I M P Stir. Tempe. Tempe. It's easy for me to remember Tempe. Arizona yep. Tempe. All right, we're yeah, talking to Tempe. At, I'm looking at Miami right now on the map. So of Miami, Arizona, and Globe. So trying to. Globe, Miami is Gila County, which is the same as Payson. Wiki Up is not a plaid place either. Uh, south of Kingman up there? Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, like uh, desert. No, man. no, no. Up in the mountain. You drive up that valley, the Big Sandy yeah. Valley. Big Sandy's got a lot of water in it, and you go up that. They, this place, they're selling land that's up in those mountains. That are off as you're driving north, they're off to the right hand side. You know, that maybe that. You know, I've seen it. It's beautiful and it's cool, but. You know, if I was in uh, north of Prescott, I got Prescott. I got Walmart. I mean, I got shopping. I got movie theater. I got, you know, I got civilization. And, and, and along with that comes and along with that, government. Exactly. And then, but Globe, Miami it is a mining town for Phelps Dodge where they had the big open pit mine and the trailings and everything. It's, you know, ugly as hell. But anything around there is really nice. But the thing about Globe, Miami is it was a booming town. It's almost like a big giant ghost town. So it has enormous, big, thick, stone, brick buildings that been there for a hundred years or where you get for nothing. You want your hippie commune, there you go. And you got railroad, and you got, and you got, and it could be industry. We could make and manufacture. It'd be Jericho. (laughs) You know, so I would like, because we've done, Young Arizona is an awesome place. I got my eyeball on Young, too. That's a valley north of Globe, Miami, out in the middle of the nothings the Mormons uh, yeah, dominated over. It's got an airstrip. It has uh, woods, and it's in the middle of the forest. Now, in the town, it has paved roads and everything, but it's forest road going in and out, and it goes up to 260 to Payson, like you would go to it from Christopher Creek, like we're going to Jackalope. You go south through the woods there, and there it is. You go north from Gila, there it is. And it's got buffalo and all kinds of stuff that they raise there. So there's, a, I know Arizona. There are a lot of places that you can go, and it would be cool, cool, cool. For the libertarian anarchist volunteerist, I want to have a building. I'm a. I don't have any money, but I got some time, and somebody should buy something for me to live in, and, and they love me because I'm an anarchist. I know these people. You know, they're like, yeah, but, 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 Ernie, you should let me live here for free, cause I, cause I, cause I want to. I mean, you know, I'm, they're not a whole lot different than a lot of other people. But um, that place, that'd be Globe Miami. So I tell you what, Tim. Uh, Bob and I are going to be taking a trip that'll be like four or five days around the state, uh, visiting people and doing some stuff. You want to go? Yeah, I'm, and I, I have been to Globe once before. I did a, actually a hundred mile bike ride, which was tough as hell through there because it was you know was seeking out a tough bike ride. Yeah, it's a huge. I think it was called a mining country ride actually. And uh, yeah, I didn't really have to go sightseeing, but yeah, Josh and I earlier this year were doing that, so I wouldn't mind. Uh, 
scoping out some other areas. Yeah, you, you mind if Tim goes? We do that. It'd be fun. Really? We gotta have him come. Yeah, I know. Well, Tim. no, Tim's not going. Temp, Tempe's going. Oh, Tempe. Oh, yeah, Tempe's Tem cool. Yeah, Tempe, man. We're gonna Tempe's gonna kick ass. We're gonna go do some with Tempe. We went with Tempe. All right, we'll work it out. It's probably going to be um, a week from this Friday, like after the show Friday, or maybe I'll not do the show Friday. We'll go Friday. Stay over the weekend. Come plan on being back in Phoenix by Tuesday at the latest, probably Monday night. You know, you up for something like that? Uh well, the problem is I've got my kids next weekend, so Friday through Monday, but I don't have them this weekend. So, uh, but the following weekend, I don't. Well, maybe we kids. might do it. Next. We'll see. You know, I, I don't want to wait too long because we got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, but we'll definitely report from, and I got the drone footage and captain. We're gonna. You know, you guys want to know what's up? I'll show you Arizona. Because a lot of these guys from around the country, they come there, damn, how come we're not doing this? And that? Yeah, good question. But we got, you know, government here dealing with everybody. Because Arizona is one of the nails that's sticking up. So what do they do? They can pound on the nail. How do you think we got Napolitano and Sheriff Joe and all that? We got to take, we got to get Arizona under control. I go, you just keep on bringing it on. We keep slapping them around. You know and Barry Hess is all, you know, gung-ho to run again and do stuff. He he went to Mexico and got his teeth fixed. He had a bunch of teeth problems, and that's kind of been holding him on the sidelines. So he spent what would be 50-something thousand dollars, like 9,000 bucks. He goes across the border in Yuma, boom, three days, just took care of business. And I'm going, you know, I got a couple of teeth I could, you know, kind of, you know, let's do that. And he goes, it's thousands of people down there hundreds of dentists set up and they got big dentistry school in mexico city that they're the world class of its you know first world go in all that american money you know with all that american regulation of crap and everything and it's like a tenth of the price you know so yeah. i'm going medical tourism oh, they'll, well i know gary in sun city they just take their rvs they got a freaking caravan that goes down there yeah you know, they go down and do all that. I've been hearing about this all this time. You know, McAnarchist did it. You know, I'm going, okay, that sounds, I mean, it's not bad where I, you know, oh, oh my God, I got it. But my, while I'm here, I might as well, you know, so what the hell. But the um, this is going to be uh, a good evaluation. You know, Bob and I have been thinking about this for a long time. But Bob has, you know, played, I could, you know, go out here in Tonopah. But there's other places that I'd like to look at, and the intentional community is going to need to be a small town. It's going to be like the, the liberals took over Jerome. Jerome was a ghost town up on the hill overlooking, you know, uh, like Sedona. And they and they just they just took over and they they had a economic development filled out the oh, grant yeah. people of uh, we got a bunch of government money you know they just turned that ghost no, town no it's not own. the government money they it was it was the lead singer of Tool went over there and basically bought the entire town and he's you know and unfortunately I did see him actually right before uh, the whole pandemic started in January but it's Maynard from uh, from Tool is the one who basically bought the entire town up there and has a winery up there and Josh and I went up there. Uh, in September, and yeah, it was complete Orwellian, and you know, everyone wearing masks. We didn't have a mask on. No, but. it's government money. You have the economic development. Bob and I went up there, you know, talking to these guys, and how they do it is you meet certain, you know, multi-housing grant requirement of whatever the hell, and they got the big, giant, new freaking fire department police, and then they got a bunch of police that write tickets. Then you got, I mean, it's just government all over again. You know, they, that's how they did it. And he, he may have started it or bought it, but then he, you know, upped his value by, you know, signing up with the man. 
Globe Miami is, you know, has the opportunity to be infiltrated with a bunch of, it'd be like the Free County Project. Because they started that, and that was the thing they were going to do Navajo County of northeastern Arizona. And we go, you want a Free County Project? It'd be Globe Miami, it'd be Gila County. That's where I would have. You want to do it? That's where you go do it. Now, of course, you got the mines out there. You know, they, you know Phelps Dodge owns that. Yeah, you know? they, they, a lot of that land is still owned by the companies. But, I, you know, it's going to be a freedom thing. I go, where can we go to be left alone? Well, we talked to them. Bob and I went and talked to the economic development guys up in the Verde Valley. And they go, um, um, we'll take it. Are you a <laughs> cryptocurrency advocate? The- I'm telling you, Tim, you know, Arizona's got it going on when it comes to power. Solar, everywhere I go, it's been it's been a power thing, you know. And I'm going, well, they go, yeah, we do solar, but we get this much and this much. And that. I go, well, yeah, we get 320 whatever days of sunshine. Freaking uh, power is not the problem, you know. You do that infrastructure, and then you find a place where you can get water. They have artesian wells that are bubbling out in young Arizona, north of Globe, Miami. As you, you dig down 10 feet, boom, there's water. You know, you got more problems about putting your sewer and septic below the water table. You know, their big problem is, you know, what are you going to do with your crap? You know, so this is, and they got a little airstrip. They got another bigger, longer take jets airstrip that went into disuse and just, you know, desert growing over it north of Young. You know, it's up on the, the rim up there. I went up there and looked at it. It's sitting there. It's just got Joshua trees, you know, you know, I mean, not Joshua, um, 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 no, not Palo Verde. What do you call them? Uh, juniper. You know, what do you call those high desert pines? Uh, junipers. Yeah, junipers. Yeah, junipers everywhere. So this is, you know, that would be a good place. I bet you that land up there is cheap as hell, you know, because it's kind of that high desert uh, right above Young there. Yeah, cheap, cheap as hell. That's a, that is relative term. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to let the yeah. guys but know. I, I do have to. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to get, and I'm I'm gonna get going because I'm gonna have my assistant's gonna be here any any minute now, and I've got another call coming up. But uh, it was great hanging. I am you know interested in hearing if I'm not able to go with you guys here your report. Back yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna do areas. we're gonna do it. Okay, this is one thing on your assistant all your stuff. Um, I signed up for Grove's thing. Get his guys working on marketing, pushing. You know, for, you know, uh, I don't know, Freemans Phoenix join yeah. or whatever the hell thing. If you got or somebody you find people do it, let me know, man. I got a budget. I'm ready to go. Okay. Yeah. I got to have them work through all my crap first. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get, it, get it going. Oh, yeah. And I need to come up next week sometime uh, and have you help me with the OBS of getting my crawler pretty green screen. We're installing, doing all that kind of stuff while I'm up here, too. No, you need to go on a trip with me so you can do it while we're driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that works out too. And uh, and I'm sort of have you know very similar plan of you guys. So I mean, my lease is up here I think in June, and part of me is thinking, hey, just go do the RV thing because then in, you got you know pork fest, pork fest, jackalope, different family that's on the East Coast, both you know in New York and down down south as well, and then you know coming back over to jackalope festival, and then. Yeah, you just got to get your you know, digital travel passport. You'll be good to go, man. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But then, you know, with having my kids here, though, I need to find some, you know, I, th- I feel like having a place to. You yeah, know, no, you need a base. Yeah, you'll get your digital passport. They'll let you visit your kids, too. Oh, this is it. This is it, Tim. It's, it's coming. Yeah, this is it. You know, everything that Bob and I have been going on about, this is it. So you need to wrap your mind around this is it. 
and all your financial, you know, Mr. Pachote over there doing whatever the hell, this is it. You need to be thinking about this is it because this is it, okay? FYI. All right, man. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we'll talk soon. Later, Tempe. All right. Better, guys. Bye, Tempe. Yep. See you guys. Yep.